Hello and welcome to Just Another Bass, a podcast that explores choral music in all its forms at all levels. Whether you're on the stage in your community theater, or you tour the country with a Broadway production, whether you're still learning to vocalize some scales, or you're singing coloratura in the Queen of the Night aria. I'm your host, Jeff Foley. It's my hope that in each of these podcasts, you take away a new thought about singing that you can bring to your next song. In today's episode, we explore a great feel-good story, especially if you're a parent. Who among us, when singing or when hearing your son or daughter singing, hasn't at least daydreamed of that singing happening on a big stage with audiences cheering on some sort of national tour? Maybe you remember the story of Susan Boyle? Okay, and who would you like to be as successful as? Elaine Page. Elaine Page. What are you going to sing tonight? I'm going to sing I Dreamed a Dream from the Miserables. Okay, big song. <laughs> I dreamed a dream in time gone by. That's part of the appeal of shows like The Voice or American Idol or the, the Golden Buzzer of America's Got Talent that being discovered. Okay, so now what if Susan Boyle is a tween and you're her mom? So I'm interviewing Kristen Wiley, a friend and actually a former co-worker of mine, a mother of two daughters, 12-year-old Amanda and 9-year-old Katie, all from Franklin, Massachusetts. The two of them had been taking singing, acting, and dancing lessons, uh, the girls, not Kristen, uh, and the girls really enjoyed performing. On a whim while in New York City, they joined several hundred other girls during an open call for the third national touring production of Annie. And, uh, spoiler alert, let's just dive into the interview and you'll hear their own rags to riches story. And maybe you'll get a vicarious thrill for the next time you dream of your voice being discovered. I'm here with Kristen Wiley, a former co-worker of mine from Nuance. And uh, do you sing, Kristen? Actually, I don't even know. Do you? Do you? Are you a singer? I cannot sing. <laughs> so you cannot sing, but you are the mother of two daughters, Amanda and Katie, who do sing. <laughs> well, wait, you They're... you do perform though. I've seen you perform on the Home Shopping Network before. Yeah, well, I can do product demos. <laughs> Uh, with a speech recognition software, um, but that's about where the extent of my uh, on-air talents end. Hi, this is Kristen Wiley with a special offer on the latest version of Nuance's Dragon Naturally Speaking. Let me show you. Open Microsoft Word. So, but your two daughters obviously are interested in the performing arts. Uh, I, th I think I read that, that you sent them to summer camps and Franklin School for the performing arts. And, you know, wh when did they first show an interest in, in, that, in that world? It was different for each girl. So my younger daughter, Katie, uh, she is currently nine. She knew right away that she loved to dance. And so as soon as she was old enough, we signed her up for dance lessons. My older daughter, Amanda, who just recently turned 13, uh, did not like anything associated with dancing um, or any kind of performing arts, really. She was a bit more of a tomboy and she liked to sing. And so when she was going into fifth grade, um, she just loved to sing all the time. And I said, well, Amanda, you'll, you'll have to do um, 
uh, beauty pageants because there's no other forum for you to get up and sing in front of people. I had no <laughs> idea what I was doing. And then I came across um, a musical. She could aud- audition for a musical. And I was like, oh, oh, that's much better than a beauty pageant for a girl who's kind of a tomboy. <laughs> and so I became familiar with the Franklin School for the Performing Arts here in Franklin, Massachusetts. And Amanda started taking classes there just for voice. And she quickly learned that to um, master um, voice and and really to have more of a a performing opportunity, she had to not only be able to sing, but she also had to be able to act and to dance as well. And so she very quickly started taking pretty much every um, discipline that the school offered. And meanwhile, Katie was just dancing at a different school and she got bored sitting in the hallway while Amanda was taking all these cool classes. (laughs) She wanted to do singing and acting as well. And so now they both take more lessons at the performing arts school. They spend more time there than they do at their academic school. And like you said, summer camps, we go to a a program called Broadway Artists Alliance in New York, where they have the opportunity to study with um, Broadway performers, as well as casting directors um, and just others in the business and really kind of work with professionals and get coaching tips and take master classes with these amazing talented people now that must be very strange for you then you know, you said you said you're not a singer but to have your daughters really kind of embrace this must really you know be just a whole different world for you know how, how much are you able to, to 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 sit in and follow along where they're going into these classes and and uh and and sort of you know really really blooming from a from a singing standpoint I'm not able to offer them any um, coaching or certainly I can't provide any notes because I (laughs) I don't know what I'm talking about, Um, but I love to watch them perform and we love to go to shows. I mean, we just need more money to fund our Broadway habit. (laughs) And um, just any opportunity we have to see a show, just any genres is super fun. So for me as a parent, I enjoy watching them and, um, and listening to them rehearse. I'll just sit there and they'll say, well, mom, what if I, what if I, uh, it's not just the the singing, but the the acting too. um, Because it's really when you're singing, you're telling the story. And so what if I do this facial expression for, for this verse or, you know, how you say it, uh, the same word is used in the song four or five times. So how about if I um, how about if I sing it this way here and then I, I use this tone here. And so just all the different times when you want to have an audience, that's when it's good to have a mom that will right. just sit there and listen to you. <laughs> now, I've heard in the past um, talking to some some pedagogy, some voice teachers often say that kids should wait until the teenage years when their voice fully forms to really get into singing. But, you know, clearly this is an exception. There's courses designed to teach them the fundamentals. Are, are they, you know, they're not, they're not learning to sing like operatically. They're just learning to, to sing tunes. Is that, is that basically what they're, what they're doing at this level? I think that they're learning the fundamentals. You need to know how to read music. You need to know um, how to do harmonies. Um, 
and and so kind of the the basics they're not in there belting every day and 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 hurting their voices but amanda did do an opera um she had the great opportunity last year she auditioned wow. uh for a show called amal and the and the night visitors oh yes i know that show it's a christmas show yes <laughs> yeah and she was cast as amal because we didn't have any boys um, <laughs> but what an um, awesome opportunity it was uh for her that show was simply gorgeous and very in line with with her voice and and her her the strength of her voice and you know what my little one um was one of the shepherds tiny tiny little shepherd girl so she sang she had to learn all the different names Which, which order is, who are the names that we're saying this time? And there was different like foods and stuff that she had to memorize for the lyrics. She had no idea what three quarters of the stuff was that she was, that she was saying for the lyrics. It was awesome. So they are, they're, you know, they're singing everything from, you know, songs that would be in a, in a fun musical to they've even sung things from Michael Jackson in some of their voice classes. You know, it's, it's an eclectic mix. They're really just um, exposing them to all the variety of music and kind of teaching them the, the basics in their voice classes. Now, as parents, we all think that our kids are just amazing. Everything they do must, you know, they're the best at everything. But when did you first start to realize that they were that they were really good, that it wasn't just the parent, you know, with our lack of objectivity, that, that they actually could perform at a, at a high level. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm still surprised. I mean, no offense to the girls. <laughs> like, I, I, I love them. But like when we were auditioning for Annie, um, we were doing it because it was a fun opportunity. We happened to be in New York. We were taking classes there. And wouldn't it be fun to have a real New York City audition? We knew we didn't belong in the room. We were, <laughs> you know, just a family from Franklin, Massachusetts. But if we're here in New York, wouldn't that be fun? Um, and they got called back. And I was like, wow, what a, what a huge success. You got a call back. Yeah. Like, that, I, I want to hear the whole process. So, like, you know, you, you sign up for this thing, right? You, the girls are there with what, like hundreds of other girls going in for this? Correct. Yes. So what happened was we didn't go to New York intending to audition. We got an email from that program that I mentioned, Broadway Artists Alliance. There was a conflict between one of the camp activities and the open call for Annie. And so they said so many of our kids are planning to attend the open call that the casting director is having a special session just for the kids in our program so you know so that there's no conflict and so anybody who wants to audition can come to this special session and we weren't planning to audition but wow if you're gonna have a special session sure <laughs> for the experience to see what what a real uh, audition is like sure and the real audition was just the same as an audition for that we do here locally the same rules apply it's all the same approach so the girls go in and get this, what happened, Amanda goes in and she sings her audition song. Um, she was doing um, Stepsister's Lament from Cinderella. That's one of Am Amanda's strengths. She she's not a girl who can belt by, by nature. <laughs> her strength is really in acting and telling the story through her song. Why would a fellow want a girl like her, a frail and fluffy beauty? Why can't a fellow ever once prefer a solid girl like me? She's a frothy little bubble with a flimsy kind of charm and with very little trouble. I could 
correct your little ah. So she does, Stepsister's Lament. I, I wasn't there, so I don't know, but I'm assuming she rocked it because she that's a great audition song for her. And so apparently um, the casting director then said to her, OK, great. Now um, sing tomorrow. Um, I'm sorry, I don't know that song. And because the email that we'd received said, come in and audition, it didn't. And so Amanda had her audition song prepared. She didn't prepare any songs from Annie. And um, and so she said, I'm sorry, I don't know that song. And the casting director looked at her and said, sing it anyway. And so Amanda's like, oh, the sun will come out tomorrow. <laughs> it said that the casting director's um, four-year-old daughter was in the room and was coaching Amanda through singing tomorrow. So I'm sitting out in the waiting room. I see Amanda come from the audition room and I catch her eye and I give her a thumbs up and a smile. She looks at me, still has the required smile planted on her face and gives me a huge thumbs down and goes back into the holding room. And I'm like, oh, no, what happened? So the poor child was devastated. She's like, I ruined my chance. I didn't know the song. And I said, well, you know, did, did you hold it together? And she said, yes, I did. I did my best. And I said, well, you know what? That's just how it's going to have to be. So then Katie comes out. She goes, they have me sing tomorrow in addition to my audition song. And Amanda's like, yeah, what did you do, Katie? And Katie goes, well, I learned tomorrow in voice class last semester. <laughs> <laughs> the only kid in America that doesn't know how to sing tomorrow. So we were so surprised when both girls received a callback. So the this special session was held on a Wednesday. We were supposed to come home. The camp was over, but we stayed in New York, went to um, the callbacks on Saturday. They made it all the way through the callbacks on Saturday. I, I just don't know how. Um, it, it was amazing. And I remember saying to the girls Saturday evening when we were still in it and we had to come back on Sunday, there were over 500 girls um, there to audition and some the two Wiley kids were still in it. And so um, I said to them that night, we're, we're walking back to the hotel and I said, guys, this is getting really serious. And so you know, we need to know if we want to withdraw now. If you're not ready to pursue this then we yeah right and so amanda said you know this could really impact um my academics if i'm away from school for a year um i I wasn't expecting this to happen um i don't know if this is the right thing for me to do and so i mentioned that to a friend who uh, my friend had the uh spoke with the principal of amanda's school and the principal was like, are you crazy? Of course you should pursue this opportunity. It's the national tour of Annie. And um, and so Amanda said, okay, if my principal says I should do it, uh, then I should do it. Meanwhile, Katie's like, what does withdraw mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm all in. Uh, so they went back on Sunday. They had several more rounds of cuts. They had a dance call. And just the, the director was putting groups of, of children together. And Amanda said, mom, I've never, I've never had the ability to sing that way before in my life. She said it was the, the best singing she's ever done because the, the songs just aren't her style. Like, you know, compare the, like a mall to, you know, hard knock life. It's the hard knock life for us. you know, two very different styles. And, uh, you know, Amanda's 
not really well suited for the songs from Annie. Katie, that's kind. Katie just kind of sits there, and she's just this tiny itty bitty thing with this big booming voice. And so for Kate, it seemed well suited. So anyway, they get down to the final fifteen kids. It's Sunday night, and, and there's they, seven spots, right? That's only so. It's a one out of two chance there. There were there were six spots because I'm not counting the kids that, that they'd said, okay, we're gonna have you guys considered for Annie, and then holy cannoli but they have amanda reed for pepper they have katie reed for molly and i'm like how is this possible and then they said you know what we're not gonna do any more cuts uh we're just gonna send you all home and we'll call you if you got in so we're going home on the train and i said to the girls wow this was your first new york city audition and neither of you was ever cut you might neither of you are probably ever going to get in but the point is neither of you was ever cut formally um, so <laughs> We were kind of debating. We're like, what happens if one gets in and one doesn't? You know, and, and we were convinced that the likely scenario was that neither would get in. These other girls were really good. They'd all done national tours or professional productions before, and we were certainly out of our league. But they both went home with an excitement of, wow, we we did this. And then the evening of the very next day, the casting director called and said, uh, hello, I'd, I'd like to offer Katie and hold on just one minute. I have another call. And so I'm like, Kate, Katie and what? Kate? <laughs> How can you stop in the middle like that? <laughs> Katie and what? So I'm so frantic. And then she comes back. She goes, oh, sorry about that. Um, uh, oh, yes. Yeah, so I'd like to offer Katie and Amanda. And I'm like, I literally fell off. <laughs> So imagine that, like out of 500 kids, not only does one of my kids get in, but both Wiley kids, you know, I, the one is the oldest orphan and one is the youngest orphan. And just that both of them were selected was just absolutely amazing. And the fact that Amanda was cast despite going into an audition, not knowing the words to the song they asked her to sing is just, I think it, I don't know. You never know what a casting director is thinking, but I, I wonder if how she handled herself in the audition was an indication of, of who she is as a person or perhaps her audition I'm, song was strong enough, you know? What do you? I'm sure it was. You have to figure that. Uh, in the audition, because when adults audition for things, they often give them some sort of sight singing test where they ask them to sing something that they've never seen before or ask them to do vocalize or do some sort of like, you know, uh, warm up sort of thing. So just the process of her learning that song very quickly from the four year old daughter of the casting director was probably enough to show how strong she was as a singer. That's what it was. But at the end of the day, the fact that they both got in was just so amazing. And so, yeah, we spent eight months touring around the country. They started with rehearsals in New York for a couple of weeks, uh, Tech Week in Oklahoma. They opened uh, in November in Chicago. And then they toured through May. They visited uh, 93 venues. They did about 170 shows uh, from November through May. Once a day, don't you wanna draw the towel in? It's easier than putting up a fight. No one's there when you're drinking like a creepy. No one cares if you grow or if you shrink. No one dries when you're ugly when we be. From the crying, you would think this place is sink. Oh! 
That's amazing. And you became the road warrior, taking your job on the road. And, and uh, did you end up going to every single one of the performances? No. So for parents, we were offered uh, one ticket a week. But that's that's not enough. You know, you <laughs> and some people are like, well, how many times can you see this show? I'm like, you can never see it enough. See, some of these theaters are just so grand. They're so amazing. We went to two different Fox theaters. Uh, no, we went to three Fox theaters, one in Detroit, one in St. Louis and one in, in Atlanta. And these are just the most majestic theaters and just so amazing to be like, wow, my kids are on this stage. I could just sit there for days and and watch them. So I ended up seeing the show about 50 times out of the 170 performances. I was able to sit through uh, 50 of them. And each one, I, 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 I'm such a sap because, you know, it would come to the to time for bows and I watch the girls run out and I'm crying because isn't this such an amazing opportunity and how lucky they are. And it was it was really, really awesome, particularly in the the majestic theaters. Sometimes we'd be in kind of the the lower end theaters and I'd be like, why am I <laughs> Idaho Falls in the middle of winter? <laughs> but but the time it was much more exciting well for a family that as you said loved to go to shows anyway and we're going to community theaters or local shows or going down to broadway and seeing some things and in, in these performances to get the opportunity then just to, to basically it's like sometimes i know fans of baseball will try to visit as many baseball par- parks and stadiums as they can or football fans i mean you got to do the the musical theater tour exactly and that, that was that was cool but it was also you know what because they're kids it was also about seeing the country too so to be able to they performed in 40 states, but they we traveled through, I want to say it was like 44 states um, where we would like stay overnight in a state. So we counted that one, um, even if they didn't perform there. And so just the opportunity for the girls to see places that we wouldn't necessarily vacation to, Wyoming, Montana, we went horseback riding through Arizona, beautiful views as we stayed in um, Palm Springs, lots of time in Florida, saw tons of stuff. A lot of the beaches down in Florida, the girls had just such a great time seeing so many things. Like the St. Louis Arch, the first time we were there, it was like, oh my God, it's the St. Louis Arch. The second time uh, we were, we stayed in this because we just went through St. Louis for an overnight and it was just static to see the arch. Then we stayed in the city for several days and we were like, oh, let's go visit the arch again. And then the next time we were just driving by, it was a couple months later and Katie was asleep and I didn't even bother to wake the poor kid up. I was like, let me just take a picture out the bus window. That's good. <laughs> oh, look, it's the arch. Yeah, we've seen that already. <laughs> but the opportunity to to see the country while they're doing something that they're so passionate about, you know, you put that together, the educational opportunity, the cultural opportunity, along with something that they're really enjoying. Um, and it was just an um, amazing uh, year for them. Now, were they getting uh, lessons along the way from, I mean, uh, I know they were doing, you were doing schoolwork along the way, but were they getting, you know, voice lessons and acting lessons as, as the directors, like kind of teaching them? Or once they got through the rehearsals and, and the tech week, was it pretty much like, yep, you're going to do the same thing over and over again? 
it was the latter. And I was so disappointed in that because I naively thought that this would be a great learning experience for them in terms of um, advancing their skill set. Now, granted, they were surrounded by professionals and some of the talent on this tour was just like literally jaw dropping. But in terms of their personal skill development, it was done. You went through rehearsals, you learned your part. And besides notes um, and kind of uh, an occasional technique slap on the wrist, there was the educational value wasn't there. So what we would do is during the tour, we got um, a week off in December, as well as a week in February and April, almost like school vacation. Sure. Like, but it, but it didn't align. But what we would do is come back home and they would go to their voice teacher here, as well as dance and try to catch up. But what we found now that we're back is that we're behind. I shouldn't say we. I'm not part of the package. The girls. <laughs> oh, you're very much part of the package, and you know it. <laughs> girls are, are behind their their peers, so we're. It's kind of funny because you're like, wow, this national tour. You know, you must. That's such a great experience. But when it comes to like your personal development, um, you have to keep that up on your own. So we did pr- private voice lessons during our our breaks. And, and kept up with dance too. But now like the girls were just had 45 minutes each just this afternoon of, of, okay, let's re we get to pull out our audition songs. You know, you're, you're done working now. You want to secure more work. You better fine tune your audition songs. And since they're growing older, you know, is that, you know, let's refresh the audition binder. Let's go through and get some, some new content in there. And so they've got a, a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, and is Amanda's voice changing at this point? You said she's twelve, right? Yeah, she ju- well, she just turned thirteen, and I don't know if it's it's changing necessarily. But what she's the poor thing is uncomfortable with is that her song selection is changing. I mean, think about it from as adults, you know, I, I guess your audition binder is going to evolve, but it just evolves much more rapidly when you're changing from, um, you know, a kid singing Castle in a Cloud from Les Mis and like, you yes. Hilda, and that's where Amanda's mind is. That's what she wants to do. And so her voice coach is explaining, yep, you're, you're too old for that. You've got to move beyond that. And poor Amanda's like, yeah, but that's what I like. <laughs> and so, you know, being told, well, you're too old. And, and then, but the, then to hear her sister who goes in for the lesson after her singing the songs that Amanda wants to be singing, you know, cause Kate's perfect to be singing something from Matilda cause she's just a little peanut. Um, so Amanda's got to discover new material that's age appropriate. Um, so I don't know so much that it's her voice that's changing, but her song selection is evolving. Yes. Yeah, so her maturity changes, her voice matures, and that means their songs, songs have to mature, the audition songs. that's amazing so she's been working with a a voice teacher for a while then it sounds like as part of as part of this education and and kind of getting to the point where you could have an audition piece ready to go exactly and you know what i thought was interesting was um something that the girls just um 
do because that's what you're supposed to do it for like um, doing harmony. They were mentioning that some of the some of the girls on the on the tour would struggle with harmony, but that's just that's part of what you do in in voice class, not during the, the private lessons, obviously, but during voice class, that's just part of what you have to learn how to do. I guess when you're not training, you know, if you're just kind of out there taking the private lessons instead of doing group activities, maybe that's not part of the the curriculum that you're you're studying. I also was noticing that they didn't do basic things like voice warm-ups before the show, and I was like, how do you not do a voice warm-up? You know, so the yes. kind of I was like, please please warm up your voice before you go out there and belt something out. So we would do our, our own voice warm up before we got to the theater, because that's just, that's what our school taught us is just, that's how you start. And so I think that having the, um, having our, our coach and our training at our school was a, a good experience for them because they kind of knew what to do, even if the tour wasn't enforcing that practice. 100% 100% right. You know, we, we deal with that all the time in the choruses that, that my wife and I will sing in is, you know, there many of them will just start right off with the singing and they eventually started telling us, hey, you guys should warm up on the way here. We don't want to spend the time warming up during our rehearsal time. So in the car, you should be doing lip trills. You should be doing scales. You should be doing sighs from the top to the bottom, everything to get your mouth moving. And then we will do it here. Now, some, some conductors will still, you know, make everyone do the warm ups for the five to 10 minutes, figuring that some people didn't do it. But that's, you know, that's part of it. And I wonder if the, if the directors and the folks there just figured, oh, all the professionals, they'll just warm up before they get there. But no one, no one told you. <laughs> And I mean, like I said, I I don't know what I'm, I don't know what I'm doing, you know, and the girls, they're just kids. They're not going to take the the action, you know, to, as a group of, of girls to do their own warmups. So, so they kind of leaned back on, on their, on their training. And I think that that's one of the really good things about having a, a good school like FSPA, where they kind of just, this is what you do kind of thing. Um, yes. Regardless of what everyone else is doing, this is what you're going to do because it's the right thing to do. That's kind of the approach that FSPA has uh, has ingrained in the girls, which I like. So do you know where the girls are singing next? Do they have a t- another uh, audition that they're targeting? If not at the Broadway level, then at the at the local level? So they are, um, they're both heading back to Broadway Artists Alliance this summer. They're doing, uh, Amanda's taking two weeks of classes there. Katie's doing just one. And the great thing about that is we'll be in New York for two weeks. So we get to see all the shows that we haven't had a, a chance to see. So that'll be fun. Um, part of the program is actually the students go to a show, but also um, the cool thing for Amanda, sh- you have to audition to get into this program and you're accepted at different levels, different weeks of the program. And so Amanda was accepted into week four, which uh, culminates with a showcase at the end of the week. They all have a showcase um, where different uh, casting directors, managers, and agents come and listen and give you feedback. And can you imagine that, you know, as a performer yourself, being able to perform in front of a panel and instead of just closing with thank you and leaving the room, you say thank you and they tell you what they liked and didn't like and things yeah. that you could do differently and like what you could improve. Isn't that such a huge 
opportunity. Absolutely, it's it's amazing to have that, especially at at this level, you know, at this beginning of her uh, her singing career, to have that sort of uh, hopefully positive feedback, or at least you know, constructive feedback that uh, yeah. that she can take with her. And so, so they all of the weeks have that, um, but usually the showcases are just conducted at it's Ripley Greer in New York. So you just kind of go in, and you're, it's just a regular studio where you're performing in, in, in front of these uh, panelists during the showcase. But during week four, it's more of a production uh, where there are uh, a variety of different group numbers, and then you have the opportunity to do your audition song and, and get the feedback. But it's more in the setting of a, it's not necessarily a cabaret, but it's its more of a different vignettes to show. Yeah, like a review kind of. Yeah, yes, like a review. And so it, in, an, in an off-Broadway theater. And so that's, I think, a really cool opportunity for Amanda. So what she's trying to do right now is, you know, just build up her, her audition binder, but really pick, okay, what's going to be my song for that week? How am I really going to wow them? Her concern is that she'll be one of the youngest in that group. She'll certainly be, she's just a tiny little thing. So she'll definitely be one of the, the smallest in, in the group. And so she wants to really show them that I deserve to be here, just, you know, shine as brightly as she, she can during that week. Not that she doesn't want to shine also during week three, but, you know, when, when you're in, in uh, performing in a theater and, and in front of a, a large group of, of folks, because for that one, um, friends and family are also invited. It's not a, a closed audition. That's great. So, you know, it's really more of a show. So that's going to be exciting for her. That's coming up in, uh, the, uh, in the middle of the summer. The last question I usually ask people is uh, for some universal advice to singers of any level. But in this case, I think I should say, what's your universal advice to mothers of singers at yeah. any level? Yeah, because you don't want me giving any singing advice. Um, <laughs> I think that um, I would encourage parents to um, stay positive. Um, s- children will, in, in, in pursuing this, will hear no so many times. I think that our role as parents is to really support our kids, to give constructive criticism when necessary, but it's our role is more about being the ones who encourage and who support and um, I mean, I'll I'll take any risk, I'll take any chance, and just to be there to support kids when they're coming back with the nose, and also to listen to the kids and make sure that it's fun, that it's really supposed to be about the passion for performing. It's not about going out and and like working and you're not yes for these kids they're not this is this isn't a a job this is i'm doing this because it's fun for me they're kids you know so it's all about do you want to audition is this fun for you okay then i'm i'm here to support this passion and to help it grow even after the hundredth performance (laughs) exactly exactly that's great. Thank you very much, Kristen. That was a wonderful uh, uh, trip down the, the, the several months of, uh, of uh, performances and a, a dream come true for your daughters and for you and Troy. Yeah, yeah. It was a very good time, a very great opportunity. They're, they're very lucky kids. Thank you so much, Kristen, for sharing this wonderful experience of your two girls being discovered. 
There are plenty of stories out there of people who think they're better than they really are. So it's nice to have an inspirational reminder that sometimes you're better than you think you are. Their national touring show group just ended in May 2017, so you won't have a chance to hear Amanda and Katie and Annie. Maybe you can catch them in their next show, because I have a feeling if they didn't have the singing and acting and dancing bug before, they sure do now. I'm glad they found an outlet for their talents. Maybe you've already found an outlet for your singing, so I'd say the challenge is not to limit yourself. What's your next outlet for your creativity and passion? Like the Wiley sisters, how can you make it fun? That wraps up this episode. Until next time, may you find more ways to create joy.